favorite scary movie. Thirteen Degrees of Screams. Where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. This week we drive out some demons in The Exorcist. Stephanie. Yeah. Have you seen The Exorcist before we watched it for the podcast? No. And I thought I knew enough. You know, like I thought like this was going to be 70s scary. You know, like. Cheesy. like Cheesy. Like. Goofy. Yeah, like when people are afraid of the blob or, I don't know. Body snatchers. or something. Yeah. I don't know. The, bir- the birds. It's older than the 70s, yeah, but I. No, it's old either way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I didn't expect it to be so disturbing. And I was just not spooked, just uncomfy. And- <laughs> I'd be concerned if you said, this made me feel great. Yeah, no, this is my favorite. Probably gonna watch it every night before bed. Night, uh, night. Look. Says the one who likes Midsummer. Ah, uh, that kidding. you can watch every night before bed. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, do it if you want. But yeah. Did you like it? Find though? your piece. <laughs> yeah. Did you like the Exorcist? I'm curious for someone who's never seen it before. It was interesting, but just every time they cut to Reagan, I was like. Uh, please don't do anything so vulgar. I I just hate the vulgarness. I like, and I'm not a prude either. I swear all the time, but but like the some of the things she says and Pazuzu, calm, uh, <laughs> calm. Uh, yeah, I was just like, no, please. Can we just respect that this is a child? No, it's a demon. Stephanie. Well, like that he's inhabiting a child. Yeah. Just like, all, like my bad, you know what? Let me tone it down a little bit. <laughs> well, just like all of those sexual comments and yeah, it's yeah, and not even just that. Like there's like stabbing of genitals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So imagine no. you were kind of shocked in 2024. Yes. Imagine the audience in the 70s. I'm surprised it wasn't like blacklisted <laughs> in a way or something like that. Like everyone's like that was disturbing. You did bad. You gross. <laughs> shame. Everybody else can't shame. be seeing this. <laughs> right. I love that movie. You love it? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do. I So I hadn't seen it in a long time. Like, I saw it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I will say when I was a kid, it freaked me out. And How could it not? Right. But also, do you remember, like, back in the day, like, screamers were big on the internet? It was like... Watch this video or like here's a picture and then something jumps out really loud and freaks you out. Mm-hmm. There's this one that my mom did this to me. <laughs> She's like, here's a song. And it was playing the song and I was like, really like listen to it. And then it was a screamer and it was Reagan's face. I screamed and cried so hard. I was shaking. Oh, no. I was young. I was like, I don't know, 11. Oh. Terrifying. But that didn't like deter me from watching the movie. But Reagan's face alone is like. Pretty messed up. Pretty messed up. Uh huh. Even for 1970s makeup and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Effects yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I think it's a really well done movie. And truth be told, when you watch it, a lot of stuff doesn't happen until like the last half, even right. the last 30 minutes. Right. You're like, okay, one of the things going to ramp up. Mm. And really, the bulk of it happens towards the end, last half hour. Yeah. I remember being like 40 minutes in and being like, okay, like they must be saving it for. <laughs> 
<laughs> for like the last hour because like nothing bad's really happened. Mm-hmm. Like it's been all kind of subtle, like, oh, maybe something scary might eventually happen. Right. Yeah. At <laughs> and, some point. And then once it happens, you're like, wow, okay. Yeah, it just happens and you're like, holy <laughs> shit. I mean, it's a terrifying, terrifying situation. Mm-hmm. And the performances are so good. Like oh, Linda yeah. Blair, she For was sure. young when mm-hmm. she did that, obviously. And then even the mom. Yeah, oh, Alan yeah. she's great. I like their relationship too a lot. Like mm-hmm. it feels yeah. really authentic. Yeah, they're very sweet. But yeah. Just didn't see that coming. Like a, a lot of that was surprise. Like, and I had seen clips too. Like I was really surprised that I was like It went there. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Like some of the stuff I would feel uncomfortable watching in a movie that came out this year. Like mm-hmm. we had this ranked as an eleven. I would say maybe 13, honestly, for me. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, granted, I don't remember the rest of what's coming, but okay. for right now, 13. I know. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Anything worse. I was thinking about it. Again, I do the rankings, so I know why I didn't put it all the way up based on the other movies. Mm-hmm. But 13 is a good spot because it is usually known as like one of the scariest movies of all time. Yeah. So it would be deserving to be up there. Like my sister. Loves horror movies. This is one of the few movies that still, like, scares her. Really? hmm Like, I wouldn't really even define it as scared. More or less just disturbed. Like, it's yeah, it's, it's freaky mm-hmm. what happens and stuff like that. Like, that's upsetting because you don't know, like, if this girl's going to be safe yeah, and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, it's more or less just disturbing to me rather than yeah. scary. But disturbing usually kind of coincides with scary. So yeah. I still say 13. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most movies were like, it wasn't that scary. It was more just made me feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what we said. 13 is but enough. <laughs> disturbing, scare. I mean, I feel like disturbing is somewhat of a synonym for scary. Mm-hmm. And again, this situation, like out of all the other situations, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. We talked about in Skin of Marink, like shit you do to kids. Mm-hmm. No. No. Don't touch the children out just of Just leave the children alone. You're so young. I know. Not as young as Skin of Marink, but. But still, she's a sweet girl and, like, a 70s girl, too. So, like, they're a little bit more innocent. They don't have the internet yet and stuff. <laughs> like Twitter hasn't gotten to them yet. Right. Like, she's still playing games and drawing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, 12. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to dive into some movie background? Uh, yeah. I guess. You're like, no, no. <laughs> so, I will say, before we get started, even if you just look at the Wikipedia article on The Exorcist, you could learn way, way more. It is like a book length Wikipedia mm-hmm. article. Oh, I know. Lots of people talk about it. It's famous, obviously. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's one of the biggest horror movies ever, I mm-hmm. would say. So that being said, if you want to learn way more than what I'm about to say, even just the Wikipedia article. like It's you, out there. It's out there. Otherwise, we'd be here forever. The Exorcist is a 1973 American supernatural horror film directed by William Friedkin and based on the 1971 novel of the same name by William Peter Blatty. The movie stars Ellen Burstyn, Max von Sydow, Jason Miller, and Linda Blair. It tells the story of a young girl who becomes possessed by a demonic entity and her mother's desperate attempt to save her through an exorcism performed by two Catholic priests. Upon its release on December 26th, day after Christmas, right. in 1973. A Christmas movie. 
I know. Yeah. Is is this considered a Christmas uh, movie? I don't know. No. <laughs> Gather around, children. I have quite the show <laughs> to show you about the holiday spirit. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Let's watch The Exorcist. <laughs> but The Exorcist actually received mixed reviews from critics, but it did attract large audiences with people waiting in long lines, even in cold weather, to see the film. Some viewers had adverse physical reactions to shocking scenes, including fainting and vomiting. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, checks out. There were even reports of women miscarrying during the... Sh- what the f- Yeah, during a showing and a man being carried out on a stretcher after only 20 minutes. What happens in 20 minutes? Yeah, I don't know about that. That, like, the anticipation must have killed him somehow. <laughs> right. but- yeah, so take that with a grain of salt. I don't know how true that is, just, you know, what I read. Mm-hmm. Um, the crucifix scene in particular seemed to disturb viewers, and some theaters even arranged for ambulances to be on call. The film also sparked... I would agree. <laughs> like, I was clutching my pearls the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, girl, you better be ready. We're about to have a whole bunch of people like, coming for you. <laughs> so, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the ambulances were just lined up yeah. outside of theaters. The film also sparked interest in exorcisms, with many parishes receiving inquiries about having exorcisms performed. Oh, God. <laughs> Everyone wants one. All right. Some people who had lost faith actually like got back into going to church because the movie scared them so bad. Really? So they got back into religion. They're like, oh, oh never mind. We can go back to do this. So. Yeah, fair, honestly. Mm-hmm. Although, Any... can I just point out something weird in the movie? Mm-hmm. I realized at one point the mom said that they didn't have like a chosen faith or anything like that. Too. Yeah. And I was like, then why do you just have random priests over at your party? Like, I think it's just, not like the first person you call, right? Well, they could just be friends. Yeah, I guess community friends and stuff like yeah. that. But still, like, you think of this woman that she's, like, from out of town. She's an actress. Like, mm-hmm. you know, get all my friends together from set and and our best priest. <laughs> well, you make it seem like you can't be a good friends with a priest. I guess you can. It just, <laughs> it just didn't. I don't know. It just seemed an odd scenario to uh, okay. me. <laughs> I mean, fair. I mean, there's probably just really good friends. Like, yeah. That's just what he does. He's a priest. (laughs) Despite controversy and attempts to ban or prevent children from attending, The Exorcist became a commercial success, grossing $193 million at the end of its original theatrical run and accumulating a lifetime gross of $441 million with subsequent re-releases. The film was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, including Best Picture, making it the first horror film to receive such a nomination. It won two Oscars for Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Sound. The Exorcist had a significant impact on popular culture and is often regarded as one of the greatest horror films ever made. In 2010, it was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Ah. Yep. Even parodied in Scary Movie 2. Because I sent you that clip. You're like, I hate this. <laughs> I was like, ew. <laughs> Why? Why did you send this? Like... Because it's it's gross. It's stupid. <laughs> Although I did like the mom like coming out of the bed, like you're no fun. Like yeah, your mom's in here with us. <laughs> mom, go home. Okay, you're no fun. <laughs> the production of The Exorcist faced numerous challenges, including production problems, accidents on set, and injuries to the cast and crew. The film was originally scheduled for 85 days of principal photography, but ended up taking over 200 days. So there's actually a theory, I guess, that this film was actually cursed. It went through a ton of different issues while filming. 
Um, I can see why. Yeah. So both Ellen Burstyn and Linda Blair suffered lasting consequences from back injuries sustained during filming. So Burstyn fractured her coccyx during the scene where her character is thrown backwards. So you know that part where she's thrown and then that's when the dresser comes towards her? Yes. That scream, she really hurt herself in that scene. They actually kept that shot. Damn. But she, like, really screwed up her. Fucked up her back. Mm -hmm, During that part. While Linda Blair fractured her lower spine after being loosely strapped to a rocking bed. So she hurt her back. She also developed scoliosis and a lifelong aversion to cold due to filming in a refrigerated bedroom set wearing only a nightgown and long underwear. Other accidents and deaths occurred during the production as well. The Exorcist has a 78% rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a critical consensus stating that it rides its supernatural theme to magical effect, featuring remarkable special effects in an eerie atmosphere, making it one of the scariest films of all time. Slight. So that's I guess. The Exorcist. And it fucks up people's back. Yeah. And fun fact, the puke was pea soup. I still wanted it to be Nickelodeon slime. <laughs> it just was so green. It, I know. It looked like it. Mm-hmm. But they used pea soup for it. Okay. Would you like me to go into the plot? Mm-hmm. We start off in northern Iraq at an archaeological dig in the ancient ruins of Hatra. A stone talisman of a winged being is unearthed and priest Lancaster Marin is notified. When he holds the talisman, he has a vision in which a giant version of the same being appears nearby, silently confronting him. Meanwhile, in Georgetown, Washington, D.C., actress Chris McNeil is starring in a film directed by her friend Burke Dennings. McNeil and her 12-year-old daughter Reagan rent a house there with hired help. Reagan is a sweet and normal child that adores her mother, loves to draw, and plays a question-and-answer game with spirits on a Ouija board. And you're like, why wouldn't you put that one to bed? I think the reason is because they don't probably believe that it... They don't know. Either know or don't believe that it actually does anything. But Reagan claims that she's actually talking to someone. Yeah, her mom's like, okay, the imaginary friend. You're a little old for that, I feel, maybe. Yeah. But they're, like, not concerned. I'm like, that would be my first concern. <laughs> Red flag, get this out here. <laughs> right. Who gave you this? Right. We need to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Dead, I say. Right. Meanwhile, Father Damien Caress, a psychiatric counselor for Georgetown University priest, visits his ailing mother in a troubled area of New York, then goes to a colleague to confess he's having a crisis of faith. Oh, Damien. Yeah, he's not having a good time. <laughs> And I will say, by this point, I was like, there's a lot of white dudes that I'm just, like, having hard keeping track of the names because they all have, like, dark hair and they're all just kind of, like, short. And, and uh, in the end, it was only Damien you really needed really to worry about. Like, yeah. it's fine. I was like, who are we talking about? <laughs> Chris hosts a party and Carras's friend Father Dyer attends. Guests at the party ask about Father Carras and Dyer explains his profession as a counselor and tells the group his mom recently passed away. Reagan suddenly appears seeming unwell. She says something ominous about one of the guests dying and urinates on the floor in front of everyone. You know what? Peeing at a party happens to the best of us, you know? <laughs> you know, sometimes you drink too much and you can't hold it. <laughs> you just gotta go tinky. Yeah. It's a little tinky. <laughs> and you make it everybody else's problem. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, uh-huh. you all right there? <laughs> Chris bathes her and puts her back to bed, but the bed suddenly shakes violently. Later, we see Dyer consoling Karask, guilty at not having been with his mom when she died. 
Reagan quickly goes from frightened to violent. Concerned, Chris takes her to multiple doctors for blood work and brain scans, but no abnormalities are found, despite Reagan's completely different personality. During a house call, she exhibits abnormal strength, pushing people into the wall and yelling the most vulgar things. It's just puberty, you know? Uh, it just yeah, happens just to the best of us. Hit her hard and good. <laughs> <laughs> like in two days, she was an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, whoosh, fast track to adulthood. Mm-hmm. Then the next night, Chris returns to an empty home, aside from a sleeping Reagan, and becomes hysterical that she was left alone. We soon find out Chris's director friend Dennings was supposed to be watching her, but is now dead on the public stairwell beneath Reagan's bedroom window. Oops. Oopsie. Yeah. (laughs) How did that happen? How random. What was he doing by the stairs outside your house? Right. The window was wide open. It's a big staircase. Like a oh, yeah. staircase. I'm like, what kind of stairs are we talking about? I don't know. It was like 40 stairs. At first, I didn't connect that they were like right together. <laughs> yeah. They never really show like a whole shot with the stairs and the house like in the same So you know frame. it's next yeah. to each other. Yeah. You're just like, oh, that's right there. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, because it wasn't until the detective arrived. I was like, oh, they're blaming her for this. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was Reagan. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oops. Spoiler. Yes. It seems the longer Reagan is changed or infected, whatever you want to call it, the more her body deteriorates, uh, developing sores and open wounds. Detective William Kinderman questions Karis, confiding that Denning's head was turned backwards. Kinderman tells Chris that the only plausible explanation for Denning's death is that he was pushed from Reagan's window. As Kinderman leaves, Chris hears Reagan having a fit and rushes to her room. She finds Reagan yelling at herself for the crucifix being hidden under her pillow and stabbing herself in the genitals with it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, This is where shit, like, really starts hitting the fan. Yeah. Like, everything else is like, oh, that's not cool. Uh And this was like, oh. shit. (laughs) (laughs) Reagan turns her head backwards and attacks Chris so they have to confine Reagan to her bed with restraints. I don't know if you noticed, the voice that comes out of her the first time is the guy who died. Burke's, that's Burke's voice. Oh, really? Yeah. What does he say to her? Well, she imitates him. He, he goes, do you know what your oh, daughter yeah. did? Mm. And that was in his voice. Oh, I didn't I don't know if he caught that. No. Mm-hmm. I thought he just thought he was being funny at that point or something, which I'm sure he kind of did. But <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like, I just thought he was like turning to her like, can you believe? Like, it was just like a slight change. I didn't realize that. They were different people. It was sounding like different people. Oh, yeah. Reagan, the voice come out of Reagan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first time, that's Burke's mm-hmm. voice. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Yeah. I hate it even more. Yeah. Running out of options and at the suggestion of Reagan's medical team, Chris begs Father Carras to perform an exorcism on her daughter. Father Carras claims priests actually know little about the subject. Hardly anyone he knows has performed one, but agrees to interview Reagan to see if the church will warrant it. When he visits the possessed, Reagan claims to be the devil and projectile vomits into Caras's face. The demon says it will remain in Reagan until she is dead, but he's still not convinced the church will approve. The projectile vomiting, that's enough for me. Yeah. Like, the amount of vomit mm-hmm. that came out of this individual right. is unnatural, supernatural, and all around not okay. Yes. And he's like, you know, she's not talking in tongues or anything. This still could be like a mental thing. Yeah. Like, no, I'm pretty sure this is the devil or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Well, at this point, I think this is when he 
puts the water on her and he says it's holy water, but it's not actually, it's just regular water. Yeah. And he's I guess like, it's questionable. Uh uh uh. No, no, no. That was a trick. What if he grabbed the wrong bottle that I know. day? Like, <laughs> like, it didn't get blessed in time or something. <laughs> he's like, shit, that really was holy water. My B. Yes. That night, Chris's assistant calls Chris back to the house. He concludes that an exorcism is necessary after seeing the word help me written on Reagan's abdomen. Which is weird because she could have just like wrote it on her on herself belly. It's like raised as if it's coming from inside, I thought. Yeah, but if you have you ever been like scratched yourself so bad it like raises the skin because oh, yeah. it's irritated? Like you could have. I guess she could have. That's the weird thing. Like, why is that the the factor? Right. Not the know. bed flying around. Like, you know, it was just like, I, that's a I weird. I guess maybe it was like the only sign that they had seen recently that she was even still in there, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, I guess. That was weird that that was the reason. Yeah. His superior grants permission on the condition that an experienced priest lead the ritual. Father Marin from the archaeological dig, having performed an exorcism before, is summoned. Marin arrives at the house and the demon calls to him knowingly. As the priests read from the Roman ritual over Reagan's body, the demon curses them. Once they seem to have at least wounded it, the priests rest, and Marin, shaking, self-medicates to relieve the constant pain he endured from his first exorcism. Caras enters the bedroom where the demon appears as his mother, freaking out Caras despite his denials. Marin excuses Caras and continues the exorcism by himself. Caras reassures Chris that, Reagan will not die and goes back to her room, finding Marin dead from a heart attack while Reagan watches on and laughs. Do you think it was just a natural heart attack or do you think this was definitely the cause? No, it provoked it. But I mean, he was not well to begin with. Like we saw him taking pills at the dig in the very beginning before he even met Reagan. He should not have been doing this. Yeah, no. (laughs) Like, mm. He didn't even finish it either. Yeah, He's like, no. And I was like, oh, okay, so we're done. And then they're like, let's take a break and get back to it. And I was like, what do you mean take a break? Like, <laughs> like I, we're not done here. Like, no, I mean, you got you to gotta take a little snack break. Yeah, let's take lunch break and then we'll come back to it. Like, what do you mean? Driving out demons is a lot of work, I guess. Stephanie. Well, I overheard when they were talking about asking him to come and do the ritual that his first exorcism took like a month or something he said mm. and it almost killed him yeah month can you imagine no but like i'm tired i don't want to do anything for a month right. I'm, like, I'm sorry like it's it's over i could not imagine dealing with that level of oh. of a person being possessed for a month right and imagine like this happened in a night how possessed were you that it took a month right like, this is enough and honestly though like if I would have known this family, I would have been like, I'm sorry, the girl's doomed. Like, <laughs> like we can't go back. <laughs> Chalk up the loss. <laughs> like, this is terrible. She was a sweet girl, but like, what the fuck is right. this? Like, we can't go back from that. Like, no, 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 no. It's it's over. Poor Reagan. Yeah. Gone too soon. Anyway. <laughs> Enraged, looking at the window, Karras beats the possessed Reagan and demands that the demon take him instead. The demon rips the medallion of St. Joseph from Crass's neck and possesses him, freeing Reagan. Crass then hurls himself out the window, tumbling down the stone stairs outside. Chris and Kinderman enter the room. Reagan is hysterical but normal again as Kinderman surveys the scene. Outside, Dyer administers the dying Crass's his last rites. Later, the McNeils prepare to leave, and Father Dyer says goodbye. Despite having no memory of her ordeal, 
Reagan, moved by the sight of Dyer's clerical collar, kisses him on the cheek. As the McNeils leave, Chris gives Dyer the medallion found in Reagan's room. Dyer briefly examines the steps where Caress died before walking away. Like, this old girl killed him, too. Mm-hmm. Murder! <laughs> yeah. For sure. The end. I realized I think the last name was Karras. Oh, really? I think so. <laughs> Oopsie. I've said Karras the whole time. Yeah, that's okay. I'm just, I'm just going to say it for the people who are like, um, it's Karras. Oh, I, I didn't realize. I think I recognize halfway. I'm like, I think it's Karras, but don't matter. Oh, oopsie. Sorry Karras. about that. It's okay. I love I how we call him by last name and not Damien. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I could have. <laughs> oh, well. It's fine. I was just like. Damien. But you were saying, I'm like, this sounds wrong, but I couldn't put my finger on it. But in any case, Demi, why you do this to me? That, her apartment, did you notice when you walk in, the bed was right there? Like, right to the right-hand side? No, I didn't. I was like, that's weird. Like a studio apartment thing, I guess, maybe? No. No, there's rooms? Oh, okay. There was rooms. You were watching, like, with your hands, like, covered? Uh, I don't know. I was just kind of, like, going back and forth. I rewinded several times because I, I felt like I was missing stuff. And I texted you. I was like, I feel like there's scenes missing. I mean, I'm sure I do were. not have all the answers. <laughs> like, <laughs> there are scenes missing, funny enough. But oh. they're, like every movie, there's deleted scenes. But I think there's a version. I could be wrong. But I think there is a version that came out. It was called, like, Too Scary for Theaters or something. It was, like, a that had all the cut stuff that was even more... Whatnot. Something like that. I think so. I've never seen it, but I think that's what it's called. There's actually, there's the scene you could find on YouTube. There's actually two versions of the scene. Neither of them were used. It was called the spider walk scene where Reagan comes down the stairs, like on her back, like crawling. And then she flips. <laughs> One scene's kind of silly. She's like flicking out her tongue like a snake. Uh-huh. And she just like comes up to her mom, like creepy. The other one, she's crawling down the stairs still. I don't think she flips over, but she opens her mouth and blood just pours out of her mouth. Oh, lovely. Okay. Yeah. It, it's a really weird looking. And it's funny because it's a pretty iconic image, but it's not actually in the original really? cut of the movie. Okay. I'll show you. Oh, good. Love that. <laughs> I would love to see it. Yeah. So that's one scene. My favorite. <laughs> I think there, I may have missed it. But I know for a fact there's a scene where she's at the doctor, and it was another infamous scene. But for a brief second, it flashes the face of the demon. Yes, I saw that too. I wasn't. Was it? Was she at the doctor when that happened? Yes. Oh, then for, I, I must have. Or maybe it was for during the first time Perez tried to talk to her. It's shown I think maybe in her room. It's shown when he's having that weird dream where he sees his mom by mm-hmm. the subway. It shows there, but there, I could have sworn I was paying attention the whole time. I don't know if I just missed it, but it shows the face of the, the demon mm-hmm. for like a split second. You don't expect it happening. Okay. So now I need you to answer questions for me because you <laughs> okay. know, I only watched this the first time. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if I can answer them. So how do we know the demon's name and stuff like that? Like, is that just lore that came out after or uh, they think... never mentioned him by name? Yeah. They're sequels. Oh, okay. And they never, his name is Pazuzu, I'm fairly certain. Mm-hmm. And they don't say it in this movie. Because I felt like, why does everyone know this extra information? That, <laughs> I was like, oh, I never got that. Yeah. I just know that he's gross. Like, uh, Let me double check really quick. Let me Google it. 
Pazuzu, yeah. So Pazuzu is a fictional character who is the main antagonist in the Exorcist horror novels and film series. So it might have been said in the book as well. So Blatty derived the character from Assyrian and Babylonian mythology, where the mythic Pazuzu was considered the king of demons of the wind and son of the god Hanbi. Hmm, okay. Yeah, all right. So I don't know if it was said in a sequel, because they don't say it in this movie, but I, I knew that somehow. Does it attack Reagan in the sequel? So the sequel's dog shit. Oh. Trash. So they try to make Linda Blair all sexy because she's older at this point. Mm -hmm. And the whole, like, concept is her going under hypnotism and trying to, like, figure out what happened and reconnecting with the demon or something. Why? I don't know. It makes no sense. Why would you want that? I saw it one time when I was younger and I had no idea what the hell was going on. No idea. Maybe they're just trying to cancel it out for good kind of thing. I don't know. But yeah, why would you put someone through that? I don't know. I don't understand. I think they were trying to like study what, what happened, happened to her. Yeah. I don't know. It made no sense. It was very weird. It was in this like stylized, I don't even know. It was a doctor's office, but there was like mirrors everywhere and it looked very bizarre. There was barely any, it was, it was stupid. It was stupid. Mm, okay. In any case. <laughs> and then there's also a third one. That I heard, I have never seen the third one, I don't think. Or if I have, I've only seen bits and pieces. That has nothing to do with Reagan. It has to do with another guy. Hmm. I heard it's pretty good, which was like Jeffrey Dahmer's like favorite movie, weirdly enough. Oh, yeah. Okay. Exorcist 3. And then there, there's other movies. Like they did an origin. I think it's called Exorcist Origin, where it's about the other father when he was younger, his first exorcism. Oh, okay. And then they just did the newest one. Right, that just came out this yeah. last year. Which Chris McNeil, the character is in there. She's in it. Oh, as okay. Her, yeah. But in any case. As herself? Uh-huh. Really? Well, I mean, as Chris, yeah. So in any case, to answer the question, I don't know. I don't know where they when they say Pazuzu. Yeah. I don't know if it was a book thing only. Maybe. So in this newest one that just came out, I don't know if you've seen it or read into it at all. Mm-hmm. Is it supposed to be like a true remake or a continuation? It's a continuation. So, okay. Because I know that there's two girls instead of mm -hmm. one. So I didn't know if they were just like, let's make it even more fun, double yeah. the fun. <laughs> so I've never seen it. I kind of spoiled it for myself, unfortunately, by accident. But they go to Chris McNeil for help because mm -hmm. they know she dealt with it. And I think it's Pazuzu that's also because. In the one scene, she's confronting the one girl, mm -hmm. and it's acting like, oh, we met before. I think that's what it says. Oh, okay. So, I think it's the same thing. And they do mention Reagan in the movie, but she's, like, left. and they, like, No one knows where Reagan is. Oh, fair. She's just like, bye. They probably just couldn't get Linda Blair. But in any case, that's all I really know about the new one. I heard it wasn't great, but I still kind of want to see it. Hmm, okay. do, you mind, do you mind if I spoil something for you from it? Yeah, or, sure. Okay. So Honey, the, I, I watched all the reviews and ahead oh, of time. Right, you're right. So you didn't watch anything on this yet? No, not really. So, so spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Exorcist Believer, the way it works is the girl's like heartbeats somehow are in rhythm together. And mm. to save one, the other has to die. So at the end, they have to like try to figure out who they're going to save. I don't know the specifics of that or why that is. Mm-hmm. But only one could live and the other one Damn. gets it. Oh, boy. Yeah. And the implication is, though, the girl that dies is trapped in hell forever. Yikes. Yeah. So the stakes are, like, extremely high. Right, right. And then they're both possessed by a demon. So, like, you're like, wow. 
how do I determine which one deserves to go to hell? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and then I just want to share this lovely picture of Linda Blair in Exorcist 2. And this is like one of those scary scenes. Like, this is what she looks oh, like. Oh, she just looks like she's having a fun time. Yeah. They're like, I'm scary. And they try to make her all like, Mm-mm, no. Yeah, but this is kind of a shot of what I was, the room I was talking about. It's like this weird, like there's mirrors everywhere. Oh, okay. It's very bizarre. I mean, she's pretty. It's just like, I don't know why, like, in a movie about such a thing, you would focus on that. But Because sex sells. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I was like, don't do that. But they, in any case, this is not about Exorcist 2. Mm-hmm. We talk about Exorcist 1. Right, right, right. Are ready to hear about the real life case of Roland Doe? Sure. I hope it's not as disturbing. It might be worse. No. (laughs) In the late 1940s in the United States, priests of the Roman Catholic Church performed a series of exorcisms on an anonymous boy documented under the pseudonym Roland Doe or Robbie Mannheim. The 14 year old boy was alleged to be a victim of demonic possession, and the events were recorded by the attending priest, Raymond J. Bishop. Subsequent supernatural claims surrounding the events was used as elements in, of course, the book The Exorcist, which we just went over the movie. Mm-hmm. The exorcisms occurred at different locations, including Georgetown University Hospital and the Alexian Brothers Hospital in South St. Louis, Missouri. During the exorcisms, Roland reportedly exhibited unusual behaviors such as vomiting, urinating, speaking in Latin, and taking on a deep, adult-sounding voice. During the exorcism, the boy allegedly slipped one of his hands out of the restraints, broke a bed spring from under the mattress, and used it as an impromptu weapon, slashing the priest's arm and resulting in the exorcism ritual being halted. Other instances included that the priest visited Roland in his relative's home, where they allegedly observed a shaking bed, flying objects, and the boy speaking in a guttural voice, exhibiting an aversion to anything sacred. Following the exorcism of Roland Doe, his family moved back to the East Coast. Sources say he eventually found a wife and started a family after everything that had happened. If Roland was alive today, he would have been in his mid-80s. William Bodern, one of the priests involved, died in 1983, and Walter Halloran, another priest, lived until 2005. The room in Alexian Brothers Hospital was boarded up and sealed, and the entire facility was torn down in 1978. The house where the family lived in Maryland is now an empty lot after it was abandoned in the 1960s. Author Mark Opsasnik has raised doubts about the supernatural claims associated with the story of Roland Doe, suggesting that Roland Doe may have been a troubled individual seeking attention or trying to avoid school by throwing deliberate tantrums. Opsasnik reported that Father Halloran, who was a priest of the exorcism, never heard the boy's voice change and believed that the boy simply mimicked Latin words he heard clergymen say, rather than gaining a sudden ability to speak Latin. Opsisnik also questioned the story of Father Hughes' attempts to exercise the boy and his subsequent injury, stating that he could find no evidence that such an episode had actually occurred. Opsisnik's investigation revealed several discrepancies, including the location of the exorcisms and the boy's residence, casting doubt that the commonly accepted information about the story. Opsisnik also suggested that individuals involved in the incident were influenced by their own specializations, leading them to see what they were trained to see. After speaking with neighbors and childhood friends of the boy, Opsisnik included that the boy was a very clever trickster who had pulled pranks to frighten his mother and full children of the neighborhood. 
Skeptic Joel Nickel also expressed skepticism about the alleged possession, suggesting that there was simply no credible evidence to suggest the boy was possessed by demons or evil spirits. Well, damn, all right. So it sounds like they were all pretty convinced at the time, and then once a few years passed, um, people like, were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I don't know what I believe. I really want to be like, no, that can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. But you never know. I mean, I've never seen, like, documentation or evidence, I guess. Yeah. It's hard to prove something like that if it's all hearsay. Right. That is true. What about you? I don't know. Sometimes when I listen to, like, recordings, of, like, we talked about the Annalise exorcism. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you hear those, you're like, oh, maybe. But then I could also see how those could be, like, stage tricks or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, something, whatever you call, like, a fake sound or whatever to scare people or whatever. But I'm not sure. I'm not an overly religious person, so it's hard for me to say either way. Mm-hmm. So I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to be true. Right. So demons, do you think it's possible to be possessed by something other than a demon? Like just a malicious entity or even like an alien if we're going that far out? <laughs> you know? Good question. Good question. I guess it just depends kind of like what mindset you're in. I feel like in some cases you're more susceptible and open to that idea or Mm -hmm. that, you know, understanding that there's something more out there. But then also like to say you truly believe it when you haven't seen it is hard to also say. So I'm always on the fence when it comes to that. Like sometimes I'd be like, yeah, I guess if there's like a weird behavior that people can't explain it's not mm-hmm. a mental issue or something like that then sure maybe but also again never have seen it so i can't right. really say it's one of those things i'm <laughs> leaning towards i don't think that could happen but never say never and i wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. let's put it that way yeah <laughs> i would not be surprised but i don't want to be involved no, so no, 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 like no. i would prefer not to have to like i don't need to have a clear answer no i don't i don't <laughs> want it honestly i'd be better off not knowing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Yeah. Because then I'll be paranoid. Right. Dang, dang, I'm going to be possessed by a demon. Right. No. right. Right, right, This is why we don't play with Ouija boards. I, You know, we say it time and even time Even when again. I meditate, like, I have crystals and I cleanse myself. I'm like, I'm scared. I'm just, <laughs> I'm scared. please understand I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> please, I need you to understand this. Please understand I'm scared and these crystals should protect me. <laughs> 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 Put in a circle of salt, like sage. Yes. Anything. I'll bring a bell. <laughs> Be gone. Be gone, thoughts. Oh my God. <sighs> Thank you for listening. If you join the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five star rating is super helpful and we always appreciate it. You can follow us on social media at 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next week. Dude, the Exorcist theme song. That's what I want to say. Kind of a bop, yeah. It's so good. I get chills. I'm like ready to go. Anyway, sorry. I just had to say that. It's called Tubular Bells. Ooh. Okay. Well, then just play us out then, I guess. I tried. I can't. <laughs> okay. That was great. Thank you.